everything you need to know about Apple's new iPhone 12 lineup and so much more. It is Monday, October 19th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up New York City apartment. And coming to you from my quarantine basement in Texarkana, Texas, where I make the Stacking Benjamin show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders. We mix in questions and comments from our money friends and leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. You know, Bobby, this last week, week, Apple had their big iPhone 12 event and what an event it was. I mean, it, they, they announced so much stuff and, and it brought up so many different things, but most, mostly what it brought up is should we spend a thousand dollars on a brand new phone? So let's talk about that today. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's discussion. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. PE ratios, stock purchase plans, federal reserve meetings, we must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. There are infinite stories about this, but the one we're going to read is from CNBC from Kiff Leswing. And the headline is, April's full-size iPhone 12 costs at least $100 more than last year's iPhone 11. And the article goes on to talk about the fact that one of the biggest changes to the iPhone lineup is the segmentation and the pricing. Apple changed its iPhone lineup. So now there's a mini device with a smaller screen advertised at $699. Um, the regular one goes up to $799, then $100 more. Oh, that is $100 more than the iPhone 11 was when it first came out. If the iPhone 12, the article goes on to talk about the fact, becomes the most popular of Apple's current models, as is likely, that increase could boost the average iPhone selling price, which is a big metric for the Apple investors. So now here's the other thing. Apple now has an option at every $100, starting at $400 and ranging up to $1,100. So the idea being it can compete better against Android devices in the low and middle range market without cannibalizing its pricier high-end models. Um, and then the low end options also give Apple a way into those consumers in emerging markets who might be less inclined to embrace $1,000 phones as you like to talk about. So it's all about segmenting, trying to hit every customer where they have their comfort zone, Joe. Yeah, what do you think about that? I think it's a smart move because I do think that there's a lot more price sensitivity among uh, consumers right now, especially because so many people are being hit hard in the recession tied to the coronavirus. People have a lot of economic uncertainty. And I think people are questioning, you know, wait, do I really need to be replacing my phone every couple of years with another thousand dollar phone? Or even if, you know, we're onto the fact that these contracts we sign, they're building in the cost and sometimes more than the cost of the phone. And it's a lot of money, especially if you have a family with kids and everybody has their own phone. This is getting ridiculous. And yeah, I love this comment from Sandy. Sandy says it's $1,100 for a phone. Is this what we're doing? That's a mortgage payment in many areas of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes more than a mortgage payment. And I mean, I have my iPhone eight here and it's fine, but I do think I'm at the point where I'm going to upgrade soon, but an iPhone eight, I don't know what year I got. When guys tell me when were, when were iPhone eights out? I don't know. It, and it's been fine and I'll probably upgrade now, maybe to 12, but probably to an 11. We'll see. I think I even I, have I don't a know seven. If we need the greatest, latest. I don't know. I think my my iPhone is still a seven, but the, uh, and it definitely yeah. needs to be replaced fairly soon. But here's what I don't understand. 
most people, when they look at uh, case analysis of businesses and they point to Apple, right? Everybody points to Apple and the resurgence of Apple in the 90s uh, under Steve Jobs coming back. And what you saw was while the Windows operating system does 9,756 things, it does very few of them well, Bobby. And what Apple did was stripped it all down and did a few things and did them very, very, very well. So they were known for very sleek looking design and fewer product choices. I also know when I was a financial planner, I was told by the top people in my industry, only give your client, even if you know there's eight different ways for them to go, give them two maybe give them three at the most, because if you give them more than two or three, they're going to do nothing. And I look at all this. That was my first take when I saw all this, this segmentation of these phones. I'm like, I don't know which, which one would I buy? I'm going to be, I'm going to be in hell just looking at all these different ideas of phones and these, I, for that reason alone, I'm not sure that I love it. That's so interesting. I, I think that's a really great point because I actually do feel that overwhelm. I feel like, well, there's 12, there's, I'm sorry, there's four choices of the iPhone 12 and then more choices of iPhone 11. So that's probably, you know, seven or eight choices that I have to make. And I don't really know. And that's not even counting the amount of how much memory do I need? What other different upgrades or not upgrades do I need? And I do find it overwhelming. I said, I want, I want advice from our listeners. So that in and of itself is an indication. I don't know what to do. I do feel it's time for a new phone, but I feel a little overwhelmed. Yeah. And I don't, so I think it, you're right. No. And, and well, and on one hand, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't want to overpay. On one hand, I, so I think about what what's the what's the least expensive model that I can get away with, but then I look at the more expensive models and I look at the features and I go, well, am I going to use that feature? What if I don't have that and I need it later? Do I go? And I I just feel I have felt like since and and clearly it hasn't hurt their stock price, right? I mean, Apple's doing just fine without taking Joe's advice, but ever since uh, uh, Steve Jobs passed away and Tim Cook's been in charge, I feel like the product line gets more and more and more convoluted with more and more options and gadgets and things. And I don't know about you, but my Apple stuff works less well now than my Apple stuff did 10 years ago that I own. My, my I, I still use the majority of my stuff as Apple stuff. I'm not as impressed with it now as I was before. I feel like because it does so many things, it just, it isn't as sleek and focused as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, Adrian in our audience here is talking about the fact that there's too many choices and that becomes overwhelming. I almost feel like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like, well, we'll just, you know, try everything. Like even with the mini, it's just like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know. You I know, and I don't want to go for me. I don't want to go to an Apple store right now because of COVID. So I can't even get a sense of like, well, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, do I want the mini? Could it be better to be tiny and so much more portable? And then is the, or maybe I should get the big screen, but then maybe it's going to take up too much room in my, per I don't even know. It's overwhelmed. Yeah, you're right. I was on a bird watching tour around Channel Islands National Park a couple weeks ago. And uh, this guy, a guy sitting next to me, this older gentleman had a phenomenal camera. I don't know how many megapixels this thing had, Bobby. But he could zoom in and see just the individual leaves on a bird or the individual leaves, the individual uh, feathers on a bird that was maybe 100 yards from the boat. I mean, he was his camera was very. So I, my point is he could afford more expensive stuff. Late in the tour, he took out his phone and he flipped it open. He still had a flip phone. And I thought. That's amazing. That that guy, I want to be that guy because I feel like I'm constantly flipping through my phone, looking at 75 different apps. Man, if I could just go back to the day when I just flipped it open and made a call or, you know, press three times to get my letter C twice to get my letter E, that, yeah. that'd be, I mean, remember that, that'd be great. 
Yeah, I definitely feel overwhelmed with so much technology. So it's definitely something to be thinking about. We have Claudia here in the audience. Um, oh, I just missed the comment because it's it slips away from me. Here it is right here. Uh, she says, I had an iPhone 7 recently upgraded to 11 and so glad I did because of the battery life and storage space. It's so fast too. Yeah, if you're going to use the apps, Claudia, I think that that, that makes sense. So it is a cost benefit thing. Uh, uh, Money Poll says, I have a four-year-old iPhone SE still works great. I keep dropping it, but it won't break. Yeah, that's 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 funny. My My phone, I think, is five years old. I think my seven is five years old, maybe, maybe even older, but, uh, but it keeps going, Bobby. So wh yeah. why, why? My, my aid is having some problems. So uh, uh, storage, uh, I think storage and battery. I think there's so much cost benefit analysis though, to do before you look at the, the new phones. Um, I don't know. Where do you come down on when's the right time to upgrade your phone? I think you have to look at your needs. I mean, look, people, do you need such a good camera? Most of us don't, but I think the battery and the storage, as we start using them more, I mean, they're really mini computers. So you have to look at how you're using it. I mean, we do this show through a computer. And when I went to buy my new, I do have an Apple Mac Pro, um, I took that into consideration that we really, my computer was really having trouble keeping up my old one. And so I really did go all out when I went to buy this one because I knew that we would be doing broadcasting on this. So you have to look at what you need. Most of us don't need that much though. No, that's a good point. I think a lot of people may, I see some really, really, uh, um, uh, flexible phones that have a lot of bells and whistles and people aren't using one tenth of, of uh, the features that they have on that phone. Hey, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway from today's discussion about the iPhone, the new iPhone coming out. But first want to say a, a big thank you to everybody who's used our links when they've checked out Tiller Money. Tiller helps me keep my financial life on course. I can easily track my money over time. I always know what's safe to spend and confidently plan for the future with spreadsheets automated by Tiller money. Uh, G Suite Marketplace gives it five stars and says it's an amazing tool for those that want automation with the flexibility of spreadsheets. Because it's built on spreadsheets, uh, you can keep a clear view of your finances with everything in one place. You save time with reliable automated bank feeds. It eliminates repetitive data entry and logging into multiple accounts so you can manage your money in a spreadsheet 10 times faster. Check it out at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. You'll get a free 30-day trial and and you'll also help the show at the same time by telling them that we sent you. So thanks to everybody who's done that. Bobby, yes, what's your you. what's your takeaway from today's discussion? I am changing my takeaway based on something you said that I think is so important that we haven't really honed in on. And that is whatever model you get. And hopefully I'll probably be buying an 11 or a 12 and I'll probably figure out the costs and getting the most memory. That's a big thing for me. But you talked about the fact that people don't use these features. A lot of it is because we, I'm looking in the mirror myself, don't always take the time to learn all the features and how to use them. So if you have a phone that is, you know, newish, that has a lot of new features, take the time to, to learn what's actually on your phone, what you have available and sit down one day for a few hours and learn how to use all of those features. Learn how to use especially shortcuts and things that you don't necessarily know about because that can really make your life easier. So whatever you have, whatever phone you have now or will get, learn the features, take the time, get good at them, practice a little bit, use those shortcuts because you'll get a lot more out of whatever one you do have. 
Yeah, and I think you make a good point there, though, about where to start early on in that discussion, Bobby. Start with what you need first, and then look for a product to meet it. I feel like this is a lot like the life insurance discussion, right? A lot of time, people will meet with a life insurance agent. Life insurance agent tells you about all the great features of this life insurance policy, but none of them matter if you really don't need that type of life insurance. If you start off with what you're trying to cover and then find the provider of what you're trying to cover, then you're more likely to make a great decision around your iPhone, around you're like really about anything. So I think that's my takeaway. Very well said. I think that's so important too. Well, thank you. Hey, uh, uh, coming up uh, in the next couple of days, you have Amy E. Goodman, but you're probably going to be posting some polls for those on Instagram. How do people participate? At Money Friends Pod on Instagram. That is also our handle on Twitter. Stay close to the stories because then you can participate in our polls and our questions and possibly get a shout out on the show. Big thanks to everybody who's left us a review of the show, by the way. Uh, uh, Fan Mom of Four gives us five stars. Thank you very much, Fan Mom. Smart Fun Podcast, about 20 minutes. Bobby and Joe and guests cover recent financial headlines without the annoying trivia of the mother show, Stacking Benjamins. Just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. I love the trivia on Stacking Benjamins. So thank you, Fan Mom. Fan Mom shares my sense of humor. You got to rip Joe oh. while you give us five stars. So thank you very much, Fan Mom. Yes. Oh, wait, I forgot. I want to give a little shout out to the folks at the NBC affiliate in Orlando. Orlando, W-E-S-H. I was on there uh, this morning, the morning that we were recording this, and uh, we were talking about relationships and uh, how to adjust your household downsizing incomes in during the period of coronavirus. I spoke with Jasmine. She's wonderful. So hi, everyone in Orlando, and thanks for having me. That's awesome. That's got to be fun to make your way virtually around yeah. the country, too. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, a lot of live uh, local news interviews these days about different coronavirus economic related topics. So hopefully I'll come to a town near uh, near our listeners. Bobby's up say tomorrow. Hi. Say hi if you see me on local news. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's up tomorrow with Amy E. Goodman. I'll see you again myself in a couple of days. We'll see you next time at Money with Friends. Bye bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.